0: Everyone, thanks for tuning in again. This is Lisa Leitner from a day in our Shoes.com, and you are listening to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast devoted to helping parents navigate the IEP process successfully. Um, probably shouldn't add that successfully thing on there because maybe you know schools can and do say no. Um, today, something bothering me, and so I thought, let's talk about it. And it was prompted by a Facebook meme that I saw. Um, My husband says the only good thing about Facebook is the memes. He loves a good meme. Um, But this one, and I posted, I believe I posted it on my wall. And it was a quote from a special ed director. And the quote was, Children come into this district with learning disabilities and they leave with emotional disturbances. And even, like, talking about it and thinking about it makes me almost want to cry and and I feel myself getting choked up a little bit because it's so true. Um... It's just not possible that we have this many emotionally disturbed children. And I mean organically emotionally disturbed children um, in this country. It's a trend that I saw as an advocate um, even really from my first days of being an advocate. I have a blog post about disability classification and the different, you know, there's 13 or 14 classifications that that a child can be eligible for. Um, and one of them is emotional disturbance. And it used to not bother me, and I guess this is, this is part of being a new advocate versus one who has a couple of years under, a few years under her belt. Um, it used to not bother me what box they checked as long as the child's needs were otherwise being met, right? Um, But I've since really changed my tune on this for several reasons. One is that I have yet to see a school or a district have a completely sound and adequate IEP, and the only mistake they made was the classification, Right? I mean, it just doesn't happen that a a school district just makes one little mistake on an IEP or neglects one area like classification. Chances are if they got classification wrong um, you got a a shitty IEP or just a shitty team. I'm sorry. Um, If they're not willing to label a kid what he is and really get to the root of problem uh, problems then You know, you either have a crappy team leader or several team members who are just, I don't know, I don't, you know, I don't believe people are bad, but they just get sucked into the cycle of this is how we do things. And then everybody just goes along with it because what, what happens is if you have a learning disability or a reading disability or autism, whatever it is and your needs are not being supported, well then, yeah, duh, it's not freaking rocket science that you're going to exhibit behaviors that are consistent with being emotionally disturbed. Because, I mean, it just, if, if you're expected to read, and you can't read, and you struggle with reading, and then you're not being supported and people are just expecting more and more and more of you. Of course, you're, gonna, and you're not being validated and you're not being helped. I mean, what kid wouldn't act out? I'd be more concerned about the kid who doesn't act out in school when their needs are not supported than the one who just sits there. I mean, of course, they're going to exhibit ne- negative behaviors. Um I mean and it just goes th- through all the disabilities, autism, um ADHD. If your needs aren't supported, you're going to exhibit negative behaviors and then a team sees a lot of negative behaviors and then all of a sudden they're at an ED classification. Well, the kid didn't come in with an ED classification. And this is something that we've got to collectively Stand up and put our foot down. I don't know if you can do that simultaneously, but stand. We have to really push for our kids, and just like with I said in, when I did the podcast on five hundred fours, um, <clears throat> there are no have twos with classification, and that's one where I I find that that's where the the gaslighting comes in. Well, we have to label him ED. Well, we have to check that box. No, you don't. The kid on paper should match the kid in front of you. And the kid didn't come in here with an ED diagnosis. The kid came in here with either ADHD or autism or, 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 okay? He didn't magically transform into being ED a couple of years into an IEP, the behaviors came about because the original diagnoses and areas of need are not being supported. All behavior tells you something. So you just have to figure out what that behavior is telling you. Because otherwise otherwise it's I mean, they're just gonna continue. You can't just treat it as an ED child if you're not meeting the child's sensory needs. Okay? Um, and it just makes me sad because good, bad, or otherwise, there are stigmas attached to certain diagnoses and emotionally disturbed is one that has a lot of stigma attached to it. And that's one, um, I think is particularly hard on kids to accept, um, more so than, you know, having dyslexia. So classification matters. The child in front of you should match the child on paper. Again, if you're told that we have to, well, we have to put this. That's a huge red flag. Particularly if, um, if the classification category has changed. That's a big red flag. You know, my child has numerous classification categories qualifies for numerous number of them but if I mean if it just miraculously changed from one year to the next like that does that it just doesn't happen like you don't just go disability hopping and and hopping from one classification to another um you wouldn't move a kid to the blind category if he wasn't blind so why are you moving him to the ed category um, you know, with everything, the school district can push back and push back. But, you know, hey, take it as far as it needs to go. Um, you know, ask for your independent evals. Go to mediation. Um, because if your child isn't emotionally disturbed, he shouldn't be treated as such. He should be getting the support in his area of disability. Um, I don't really want my child doing an hour a week of counseling with the school guidance counselor if he's 3 years behind in reading right i mean he i let's let's spend that hour each week getting him some reading tutoring and then the behaviors will go away you know once he's once the kid learns how to read <sighs> all right kind of a depressing podcast today but it just it just made me sad to read that They come in here with learning disabilities and leave with emotional disturbances. Because that is what's happening in this country and we have to stop it. So anyway, take a look at your IP and act accordingly. Thanks for tuning in.